Welcome back, everybody. This is the 16th episode of the 4th and 3 podcast. Yeah, something like that. 16th, 17th. Be honest, folks, we weren't sure we were going to make it this far. But welcome. I think we have a very exciting, very exciting podcast today because we actually have some real news. I'm but pumped. before we jump into that, I do want to give you a heads up. Joined with me, as always, is my co-worker, AJ. However, Jared is not here tonight. Way to go, Jared. Jaw red. But... We're going to have some fun anyways, so why don't we start off? AJ, tell me, how was your week? What'd you do? The week was good. Um, have, I mean, it's been nice out. That has been a good bonus. Um, we actually found out there's a New York Euro in Minneapolis. Same thing out of St. Cloud. Very excited about Same that. Same franchise? Yeah. So me and Kaylin walked there. She wanted to go on a walk. I was just hungry. So we walked a mile to there. Got a Euro. It's classic St. Cloud Euro. Came all the way back. We actually went to um, Lynn Lake Brewery. Okay. That place went upstairs, got some delicious beers, um, and then went home. So it's been an actual good week. I very think I relaxing. saw your Snapchat. Yeah. Just the other day? Yep. There you go. Yeah, actually, just yesterday. Mm-hmm. Very good beers. I highly recommend it. They have some cool patios, but wear your mask. Yeah, I had a pretty good week as well. Over the weekend, had a couple of the friends over, nerded out, played a couple of games of Magic. Um, I watched a few different movies. My cousin and I just started doing the Godzilla Ooh. universe um we watched king of the monsters the one that came out last year yep. last night i fell asleep like literally right before the whole thing is about to go down apparently godzilla won i mean big surprise but yeah it's godzilla. gonna have to rewatch that one tonight that's fair enough but other than that you know it was just a normal week played some disc golf oh i went fishing did a little fishing action no two hours of casting but you know what it was nice to go out there and good to be out you know i was out there with one other buddy and yeah it was, it was just good to get away Absolutely. turn the phone off yep yeah. Enjoy some lake life. That's what Minnesota is, is really known for. So if you're not out there at least fishing a little bit, you don't feel quite as Minnesotan as you possibly could. I exactly. Feel I exactly. Feel also, one thing because of that, we should absolutely have, in one of those low weeks or even just like a random extra bonus episode, just like a movie slash TV show review. Oh, dude, I'd be totally down for that. Just like spread some some new shows you've watched, what you've been re-watching, just something like that, just to, again, keep keep the content coming. No, I totally agree. Yeah, especially those. I mean, I, I assume we probably missed quite a few opportunities to do that because yeah. I think now as we get closer to the NFL season, there's actually going to be news coming out. True. Um, but I'd definitely still be down to do a segment where top five movies or whatever yeah. it is, you know, what even, you know, even top like five a, Netflix shows this year or something like that. Maybe speaking a, of Netflix shows, yeah. Do you did you ever watch Umbrella Academy? Yes, dude. It's coming out soon tonight. Is it? Yeah, Ooh. the thirty first. Kalen hated Midnight. it. What? Kim doesn't like superhero stuff. Which it was barely even superhero. I know. I mean, it was kind of superhero, but it, it, it was had, definitely it superhero. The... But it was fun. And if you remember how that ends, I'm pumped. It was like, you saw the trick. Do you remember the end? Yeah. Well, okay. okay so one gal turns out to be the thing yeah, and then yeah. she, the other yep, girl. And you're exactly. like, ah. So like, I'm very excited for this. I, I suppose it is, I guess, tonight at midnight, maybe. Or I guess just later tonight. I think it gets released at, well, I think it's midnight Eastern time. Okay. So we'll get it at 11. Yeah. I'm just getting myself hyped up for this Netflix slash movie episode. Yeah, dude, I'm pumped. Okay. Any any rainy day, I say we get together, just kick back, relax, couple brews, and just go over some new stuff and, and kind of some random stuff to watch. Yeah, plus we can improve our uh, podcast skills. Absolutely. The more podcasts, the better. Exactly. Uh, what do we got? Yeah, let's jump into the weekly news. Um, at first, I was going to start with players opting out. Uh, then I was going to do Jamal Adams. But you know what? You brought to my attention, and I think you're excited about it. Very. LaShawn McCoy to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's right. He signed a one-year deal with Tampa Bay, so he is going to be playing with Tom Brady, with Mike Evans, with Gronkowski, with Godwin. 
I mean, honestly, could that team be any more loaded with past superstars? That's what I was thinking as well. If you took this team back to 2015 with some of those pieces, monstrous. That'd be terrifying. But the idea of Shady and Tom Brady really gets me going. I wish there was a way that that just LaShawn could win a Super Bowl and is maybe this last year that could be um, without Tom Brady still also winning that same ring. So if there's any way that can happen, that's a dream scenario for me. But if it had to happen, I want Shady to get a ring no matter what. I might even buy a Bucks jersey this year. I might. I love that man. I bet you might. I might. I have. I, his, I could see it. I got his bills. I'm I honestly s- envisioning you in it right now. I want You're going to get the red jersey. Yeah. Yeah, of course you are. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so I got my thoughts on it, but uh, but no. Shady, I love you. I hope this works out for you, and I hope you finally get that ring. Um, but I hope for whatever reason Tom Brady is not on the team or on the sideline somehow. Did uh, jog my memory. Did Tampa Bay, did they come out with the brown jersey too? I they may Is it have. brown, red, and white? Yeah. Dude, get the brown jersey. That's to, such a cool one. I'd have to go back and look at their jerseys because if I'm not mistaken, I don't like their jerseys that much. Which I'm pretty issue. sure you didn't. Yeah. I loved them. They're the 2000s classics. Awesome. I did like those old school browns, but I'd have to relook at them. Maybe my, my theory has changed. I'm in a very different place than where we were even a couple months ago. So maybe I'm a little more optimistic. Dude, I just I just know I love those 2000s jerseys. That's when I was, you know, I was old enough to really comprehend football and understand. I mean, I remember in the 90s, I remember Randy Moss catching touchdowns left and right. But, you know, I was five years old. I didn't understand that, you know. Yeah. Once the 2000s came around, oh, man. And I'm telling That's you, you, dude. Learn. Oh, my God. I would love for the Vikings to get a throwback jersey of those old 2000s with Culpepper and that's oh. where they're basic, yep. which is like the stripes. Oh, they look so fresh, though. I could see it. Thank Anywho, Anywho. Uh, <laughs> that one that that one year deal is worth one million dollars. I think that's a million dollars well spent, Tampa Bay. So cheap. good job. And you know what, Lashawn, you got a good chance of getting a ring this year. So, you know, more to you. Other than Adrian, you're my favorite back in 2012. I remember I had him his rookie and sophomore year. Yeah, this is the two years right before you joined the fantasy league. And, and then thir- you took him. 13 went off. He did. That was his rushing. He, he ran. That was his rushing leader. I think it was like almost 1,400 yards. I thought it was 15. No, it was it was like 1,392. Oh, okay. I, it could actually be that number. I loved him at that point. And I also had LaShawn and Deshaun. Bender, you might remember the song, Just Give It to Deshaun. I won't sing it all, but it was a thing I loved to do. So, yeah, it was great. Um, let's go to the defense. Yeah, let's go to the defense. Uh, so, Jamal Adams traded from the Jets to the Seattle Seahawks. Not the Dallas Cowboys. Yep, yes. sorry Dallas fans. Sorry. Maybe maybe next time better luck. Better draft that safety or something. Nope. Um all I know is you know, a lot of people are actually debating who won the trade? Was it worth it cuz Seattle did trade two first round picks for Jamal Adams and that's that's pretty expensive especially for a safety. Um but that being said, Jamal Adams does look like he's probably going to be the number one guy for the next 10 years. I mean, he's easily top five right now. I mean, he's a game changer. He still has an extra year in his contract, too. Yeah, but, but that's a, that's another reason why Seattle, where it could be bad for Seattle because they're kind of at his mercy. Oh, yeah. They're going to pay him the whatever Jaylen he Ramsey wants. Deal. Exactly like Jalen Ramsey. It is. You're basically saying, I know I can't draft this talent with those picks, and he's there. So, like, I understand it. I really do. And, like, even when we were talking, I was like, it kind of goes back to Russell Wilson. Like, he's a great piece, and it, and it sucks you have to pay that premium for such a, an elite position. But at the same time, that's what got them to that first Super Bowl with the, with the Legion of Boom. Hopefully they can take some of those, those pieces, kind of train them together, get that going again. 
Jamal Adams is an absolute monster back there, and they've been proven they can actually bolster up their, their DBs. So, to me, that's terrifying. DK Metcalf is a freak of a human being with Tyler Lockett on the other side. They have that defense. They have the offensive pieces if they have a healthy running back. I think it was a good move for Seattle, but it was a hefty price. Yeah, definitely a hefty price. Honestly, I think this is one of those. I think it's pretty mutual. I mean, personally, I've... I, I, I like my first round draft picks and I want to keep them, but you solidified a top tier elite player. Your team is already good and you're also competing <clears throat> with the 49ers. And honestly, this Jamal Adams pickup, I don't see the 49ers having the same elite defense they had last year. It's still going to be very good, but how often do you get that number one defense more than one year in a row? Yeah. So I think this could actually be Seattle's year where they take over and win that division. I mean, they, I could easily see that. They were close enough last year. They, they were. were. Were they what? Um, three inches Yeah. from it? Uh-huh. That, that was the last game of the season. That was incredible. And they were literally that. Mm-hmm. And it was. So plus, they, plus, to your point, Russell is in his prime right now. Not getting any younger, but nope. he's not necessarily an old guy yet. I think he's 31. 32 mm, maybe? Maybe like 33. Honestly, okay, a little early. I'm going to have to He's look He's been this around up. for a while. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it pulled up at some point. But, but uh, yeah. very good player, and you did kind of put your eggs in one basket. I feel like you probably have a a solid four-year window. So, you know what, Jamal Adams, good pickup. I, I think he's going to ball hard for Seattle. Also, if you look at it, so this is what the Packers should have almost done. When you're right there, a game away, what you, you know you need that one extra piece. Now, it's not what the Packers did, but that's what Seattle did. And they were that close. So I think when you're in that window, you got to pay whatever to, to seize that window. And I think that's what Seattle's doing. But I don't think that's what the Packers did. And because Jared's not here, I just wanted to take a really quick jab at it. So No, I totally understand. <laughs> and then also, uh, on the Jets' side. He's 31. Honestly, they aren't they're not as competitive as I thought they were going to be this year. They weren't as much as they were last or they weren't as competitive as they were last year as I thought they were going to. Granted, Darnold did have co- or uh, co- mono. Mono. Yep. Right. So you missed half the season. Um Le'Veon Bell's pissed. But you traded, he was pissed. He Jamal Adams recruited him. Yeah, that you see like the little debate. I saw that. If you yeah, haven't yeah. seen it, go online, look at their little their little scuff and they play each other like week 14 or something. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm I'm taking I'm going to take Seattle. Why, oh, are you, yeah. why would you not take Seattle? Yeah. But uh, a, a good thing for um, the Jets, they did trade away one piece to get two first-round draft picks, and was it a third? Yeah. They so got a they, third, and they traded away their fourth-round fourth pick in 2021. Yeah. So they get better better picks in order to build their team for the future because you know they still have to do that. They're not. They're by no means favorites to win that division. No. And I think, I think even Gaze came out and said it. He's like, I can get two first-round picks for a guy who just doesn't want to be here. And I want guys who want to be here. When you're trying to build a culture, especially where they are, that's what you need. So if you have guys that are obviously trying to get out of their contracts, only three years in, get them out, take a couple first-round picks. You're probably not going to have the best pick next year. Coop those together. Be a good team in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I, final opinion, me, even trade. Even trade. I agree. Good trade. Good, good trade, guys. Way to, way, to, way to give us something to talk about. Um, yeah, kind of the biggest news and honestly the most depressing news for me. Once I saw the first bit break on Monday, I immediately thought, all right, we're not going to have the season. But 
Uh, we have quite a few players opting out. The biggest one for me was Michael Pierce, uh, defensive tackle, signed a three-year, $27 million, de- million dollar deal with the Minnesota Vikings. He was there to replace Linval and hopefully help out uh, with us not having Everson Griffin. He opts out because he has asthma. Uh, Eddie Goldman opt out from Chicago. I mean, he had a high BMI. We had like five Patriots players opt out, the biggest one being Dante Hightower. Patrick Chung, still a big part of that. Oh, yeah. That deal. Um, defensive backs. There we go. Uh, who are the big names off of Philly? You guys lost Goodwin. So far, just Goodwin. We've had three players come down with COVID or they're in quarantine. Um, but we did large, lose Marquise Goodwin. Uh, I think we traded a fourth-round pick for him for um, San Francisco. I had really big hopes for him. I've been a big fan since he was in Buffalo. So it sucks. I was really, really excited. Um, but him and his wife had had issues with um, just trying to conceive and, you know, have a baby. So um, on the fourth try, they did finally get one. Um, he posted a video of, of literally just him holding his kid and saying, this is why I'm opting out. And as a human being looking at that of, I mean, that's your life. That, you know, you're, he tried to say, you know, it's selfish. I've had to be selfish to play football. For once, I have to step back and, and care for my family. And if maybe I'm losing millions of dollars for this, I understand that. So to everybody, you know, casting that hate or, or even, per, you know, with health issues, you have to take care of yourself first and the people around you. So take 150 grand and sit out here, see what happens. The other thing, um, the other thing that I kind of noticed about this, tr- I don't want to call it a trend, but did you notice quite a few players of the ones that opted out were free agent signings? Yeah. It seems like they're like, okay, do I want to risk risk dying or catching it and spreading it to someone else that could die? All well, trying to learn a whole new system that you know yeah. you don't. There's no camaraderie with the other teammates at this point in time. Uh, do, you, do you think that free agency has anything to do with that, or is that just kind of a coincidence? It can. So, but at the same time, there's players where they should opt out. Um, what's his name? Larry Warford, the old guard from uh, New Orleans. He did not opt out, did he? He opted out. Oh my goodness! He could have signed with somebody, then opted out, but instead just opted out as a free agent. So, like, even from that point, he was still like, I'm going to take care of me. And I look at it, so we have Alshon Jeffrey. All of his money has already been guaranteed to him. He could easily right now say, pass, and opt out. He's been absolutely hated by most Eagles fans for the last couple of years because it was absolutely him who was the anonymous tip. Well, Jeffrey, this is, a th- this is going to be his third year, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he's been injured the last two years. Yep. And the, however many years after so that. So, it's, it's that. kind of been an issue. Of course, the 2017 2017- especially that first touchdown of the game to set the tone. I had really big hopes. Him and Wentz don't seem to be there, but from all the reports that are coming out from Garofolo and you know all the all the Philly guys is that he came in focused and actually trying to go out of his way to help the young guys, which is something he hasn't done in previous years, which is surprising because, again, he can just opt out. He already got paid like $14 million. He can take all of that and just not play. But it seems like he's in. And I appreciate it from that side, which is kind of the opposite of what we're talking about. But Yeah, well, the other thing is I'm sure there's quite a few you know, players who are like, why would I opt out? I love football. I yeah. want to play football. I don't want to not play football. You know, And, and that makes sense to me. If, if mm-hmm. that was something I dedicated my life to, and especially when you are in the category of like the most elite physical specimens on the planet, yeah. where you're probably not going to die, and I would want to play too. Yeah, and have worked out all summer, busted your tail, given everything you had to be in shape. And then have something to rail you. It's like, I get it. But, uh, yeah, that's extremely tough. And especially for, like, the free agent guys, depending on, like, what your signing bonus is. I don't know what the agreement was there as far as 
you know, do you give that back or like what happens potentially? But no, the, the one nice thing I see out of it though, is you're going to see a lot of new guys coming in as far as rookies or, or young guys that you previously haven't seen before. Cause they're going to be forced into those roles. Mm-hmm. Nate Solder opted out. <coughs> Giants don't have a left tackle. But yeah, that's why I'm happy the Vikings took 15 draft picks. Yeah. They're not opting out. Well, even They don't want that money. No, and the Giants drafted two tackles, so it's like, sweet, you have some, some pieces. But you're putting inexperienced people in a preseasonless season with no practice. Oh, yeah. Thanks Maya's, for dropping my cats. Maya's crushing those keys. I appreciate that. I didn't want them up there anyway. Uh, before we move on, I just want to uh, say a couple of the bigger names that did opt out. Um, we're looking at Star Latulale off the Buffalo Bills. That's going to affect their defense because uh, he's a rock-solid defensive player. Mm-hmm. Off Green Bay, Devin Funches. They picked up him to you know help Aaron Rodgers a little bit. After Jared was big on him. Oh, I know. He's opting out. He's not playing. Um, we got... We already said Marquise Goodwin. Mm-hmm. Chance Warmack, offensive line. Anthony McKinney, offensive line for Tennessee. Uh, already said Michael Thomas. Marcus Cannon, O-line for the New England yep. Patriots. That's huge. Uh, the Washington football team lost Caleb Brantley. But if I'm being honest, not a big loss in my <laughs> opinion. Um, Eddie Goldman off the Bears. That's Drew big. Forbes. Drake Dorbeck. Both of them are off the Browns. Uh, Damian Williams. Kansas City running back. I'm proud about that. Holy cow. That rookie's now all of a sudden looking way better in fantasy. And someone grabbed him in his dynasty league. Everyone thought he was crazy. It was probably Clyde Edwards. But it worked out potentially. And they have a lot of young talent there as well. And it was it was really crowded for a little bit because they had Damian Williams, uh, DeAndre Washington, Elijah McGuire. They had a lot of pieces. Take out one, that makes Clyde a very important piece, but probably some pass catchers on the side that They'll probably work with even more of a committee than we expected before. No doubt. So if you're if you have not drafted your team yet, which I'm sure most of you haven't, because early. it's super early, you know, unless you're playing some dynasty league like AJ and I did, I would pick Edward Edward Solaire second round for sure. Second round, even like that late, yeah, that late turn. I still think you can wait till a second, but oh my goodness, he's going to be the number one guy there. But can you imagine if, like, Andy Reid starts, goes back and uses him like the Kareem Hunts, the LaShawn McCoys, the Brian Westbrooks, the Jamal Charles, like that one true guy? Dude, I love Brian Westbrook. I love him. So, like, if that happens, and that's, that's like, half the reason why I want him, because if he takes over that role, and I thought for whatever reason, if he just, like, forces Damian Williams out or COVID takes him out altogether, that's going to work out for me. But it is – he actually opted out because his mom has cancer. Oh really? Yep. So he just he That's doesn't. That's totally understandable. Want to, so it's like for those, I truly respect that decision because you know they're they're losing millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But again, when you look back on it, you're gonna say, do I regret ma- not making two million dollars or getting to be with my my family? So I see. Yeah, it. you can't put a price on that. No. You can't put a price on memories. We're getting deep today on the podcast, so take it for what it is. But. That's where we are. Yeah, that being said, we're going to take a little quick break here. This went a little bit longer than we expected. Uh, coming back, we're going to talk about two more things. Uh, we're talking about the top 100 because that officially finished last night, so we know all 102 number one. We're actually probably going to break this up in the next couple weeks. We're going to talk about uh, number 100 through 76 today, a couple players that we think should be higher and a couple that we think probably shouldn't be on there. And then after that, we're going to go ahead. Well, should we even eliminate an AFC team? No, without Jared, and again, it's just our teams against each other. So, I mean, we could, like, pull a group, but either way, I think we're just going to have to get down here and argue it out. Yeah. So, you know what? We're going to do an extra long top 100. So, stick around. It'll feel like a couple seconds for you. It's going to be a couple minutes for us. We appreciate you. On fourth and three. 
Welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed your break. I know AJ and I did. Great. Uh, we're going to jump right into this next segment. Like I teased earlier, it is the top 100. We're going to talk about number 100 through 76. And I think we're just going to kind of go down the list and kind of give our thoughts about them. I mean, we don't have thoughts on all 25 players, but, you know, there's a couple of them that I think should be higher. A couple I think they should be lower. And AJ has a couple as well. And I might just not like you. I don't know if I have any within these, but if I don't, I'm going to let you know. Well, let's start at uh, number 100. Levante David, outside linebacker for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, he was a beast a few years ago back when we were in college. He's getting older, though. Yeah. What do you think? Should he he deserve to be in the top 100? He actually had a good year last year. Actually, if you look at the Tampa Bay defense toward the end of the year, and especially what what Shaq Barrett did as well, because that was outstanding. But, no, they actually stood up towards the middle there. He's actually good in coverage. He's good towards the line as well. Um no, he actually did have a good season, and I forgot he existed until I looked him up not five minutes before this podcast. <laughs> I always liked Levante David. I had him on my um, Madden Ultimate team like three years in a row because he was always an elite player, but he mm-hmm. wasn't like the super expensive guy that you have to shell out 300000 for. Yeah. So I always had him on my team. I think Levante's good. I feel like 100 is actually pretty good for him, though, because um, he's not as dominant as he once was, although he is still quality. And if you think about it, this is the top 100 list. It's not saying – just because you don't make this list doesn't mean you're not a very good football player. It doesn't even mean anything. This list, for what it's worth, is is basically nonsense. I know. But if you think but about it, with, with 100 spots, that's essentially you're saying three players per team. And would you say yeah. would you say uh, Levante David is among the top three best players of Tampa? Right now? Yeah. No. Me, me, me too. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like why, that's why I think this is probably generous for him. But um, it's Tampa and, and it's currently. So that's, that's a tough one as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, next number 99 is Darren Waller, Hit tight end from Las Vegas. I think he should be higher. Um, he was above and beyond the best receiver out of Oakland last year, Las Vegas oh, this yeah. year. Uh, they, they they got rid of Cooper. They picked up um, Henry Ruggs in the draft. Tyrell Williams, I don't even know if he's still there. He's still there, but, I mean, the point is, is Darren Waller, he's – you know, he had some troubles early in his career. He was at Baltimore, went over, but he figured his stuff out. He's got his nose on straight. So he's, uh, I, I think he, I, personally, I would have put him kind of between 50 and 75 instead of 76 and 100. Well, and, and, we'll, and we'll come to this, but do you think he is a better tight end than Zacherts? Yes, I do, but... It's it's that's it's a bold statement because obviously Zach Ertz has been way more consistent Prolific. and playing every single year. Last year was Darren Waller's first year playing sober. You know he yeah. he had some 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 problems, some demons that he took care of, and then um, I actually, if I'm honest, I don't know where he finished as a tight end uh, yards wise. But you're playing on the Oakland Raiders. They were not a good team last year, and you got no other receivers on the field, really. And he balled out. I mean, there was one game where he had 13 catches. That's pretty good. That's, it was phenomenal for a tight end. That's like Gronkowski numbers. So, well, I'll, I'll come back to your point here because uh, Zach Ertz is coming up within this section. I have some feelings on that. Um, but the next guy is actually Brandon Brooks. 
So number he's the Philadelphia number 98. Number 98. Philadelphia Eagles right guard. Um, let alone he, him and Lane Johnson together. Monstrous team. Um, he goes down towards the end of last season. It really tore us up. He gets right back into shape. Things are going well. And then he tears his healthy Achilles because he had injuries with the other Achilles. So uh, another thing in the list of problems. Um, but he's always one of the highest graded linemen, let alone guards. I'd say potentially one of the best guards, if not the best. Um, but no, he is out, but he's he's been an absolute monster for what it is. Uh, Philadelphia had the number one ranked offensive line last year. He's a major part of it. So I think he should be a little bit higher on this list. But again, given the Eagles weren't super great last year, um, the run game, we had Miles Sanders, kind of a rookie game, so he doesn't get what he's going to. Um, but I think with next year, with him not playing, he'll probably not be on the list. But I think he should be higher. How much higher? With this one, I'd have to look at kind of who the other guard meant before him, but I'd say he's a better, better general lineman than Ryan Ramchak. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. It's it's hard to compare linemen. It is, especially a tackle to a guard. Yeah. But I just mean... Two different jobs, too. Yeah. In, in a general sense, so that's why I had to grade kind of like the lineman position, who is better. Again, Brandon Brooks is one of the highest graded linemen in general, almost every year. Has been for the last few. So that's my issue, but he did get hurt in that playoff game along with Carson Wentz. Um, so yeah, just a bummer. But Nick, who is next? Uh, we got n- at number 97, Buda Baker, Arizona Cardinals safety. Honestly, I don't have a whole much to say about him. I, just, I think it's fine. I don't know why he made this list. Yeah, I mean, I don't. That's what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> I, I guess I don't know enough to say he should or shouldn't be. I definitely don't think he is that. Is he that prolific? I don't think he's that great. I watched him get roasted by Nelson Aguilar like a year ago. That's Nelson Aguilar, too. Exactly. So, from that, yeah, not a lot to say on him. Same thing with Chris Carson. Chris Carson at 96. Honestly, I wouldn't even put him on the top 100. Runs heavy. He's part of Seattle, so I'm sure you know he gets some love there. Um, oft injured, he's had random issues. So again, he's. Yeah, I don't think he belongs on this list. That's not to say he's a good player. I um, think he's more of a product of Seattle system. I agree, but I think and the same thing they drafted Rashad Penny really high. So I don't think they're ever giving him everything that he can handle, nor you know with his injuries. I think there's just kind of a a bang bang issue, and so that's why I don't think he belongs on this list. Good player, not top 100. Uh, we got coming up at number 95, Frank Clark, defensive end, Kansas City Chiefs. Is he a defensive end? I thought he yeah. was a tackle. No. Well, either way, a defensive tackle. Yeah. yeah. No, I'll say he's – He just signed a new deal. He did. Yeah, it's a lot of money too. Yeah. He's actually – yeah, because he was just traded last year from the 49ers. Correct? Right? I don't remember. Yeah, I believe so. So, yeah, so he gets traded – Another a big piece of their defense, same thing with kind of Tyron Matthew back there. You need a couple pieces, a couple central pieces, some vocal kind of leaders within there. So, again, I think he's a great player, but given that I don't watch them as much as I watch other teams or know quite as much about them, um, I still think from his talent, I've watched him a little bit, obviously. I'd, I'd still say ranks somewhere on this list. Again, if Chris Carson made it, Frank Clark absolutely deserves to make it. I would agree in that sense. Um, let's skip a couple here. Uh well, when I say skip a couple, I'm going to read off a couple, and then we'll talk. Uh, 94, we got your boy Jason Kelsey, center for the Philadelphia Eagles. Too 93, high. we have Allen Robinson, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. 92, we have Darius Slate, cornerback for the Eagles. 91, Grady Jarrett of the Atlanta Falcons. And coming in at number 90 is Mr. Kyler Murray, quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. I don't like that. 
You don't like Murray at 90? No. Where do you think he should be? Not on this list. Yeah, I kind of don't think he should be in the top 100 either. He, um, it's like every first half of his games were awful. And then the second half, when he's playing behind, he started playing good. Tunes it in a little bit. And, and I'll give it to him. He looked great in those games once he kind of caught on. But I've never seen him do it. Like, they did pretty good. But that was also with the emergence of Kenyon Drake. Exactly. In a season that was basically already lost with a decent defense. Again, Buda Baker's on here. P- Patrick Peterson, I'm sure, is on here. I don't know where he would be, but he's going to be higher on this list. So, I don't know. Given that, I, and I think a lot of people are really projecting with the new pieces now, with Nuke. So, I think now they're looking at it like Kyler Bruce Murray is going to be even better. So, I think they're taking that into effect as well. So, I don't think he's going to be on this list. I think he will be in future years. I don't think he should be now. I would agree with that. Uh, one player that I think should be a little bit higher up is Allen Robinson, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. Now, Allen Robinson basically has never, ever played with a good quarterback. He had that one year with Blake Bortles. We had 1,400 yards yep. and 14 touchdowns. That's phenomenal numbers right there. Uh, then he had a couple down years, but also the Jaguars just had a couple down Towards years. ACL, too, yep. if I'm not mistaken. That right after that big year. Towards ACL before the season. Yep, you're 100% right about that. Um, and then I uh, spent one more year in Jacksonville before going to Chicago in 2018. Now, he's playing with Mitchell Trubisky, who, I mean, he's he's not the greatest thrower in the world, but he still managed to put up 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. That's averaging 11 yards per catch, and he had 98 catches. I mean, those are high-quality numbers. I think any – I mean, put him with a good – put him with Matt Ryan, you know, put him with Stafford, with – Drew Brees, whoever you know, one of the good quarterbacks, dude. This guy could easily be top five. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this early on you because I think it matters. Do you think Allen Robinson is a better wide receiver than Kenny Galladay? Wow, that is a hard one. Uh, I'm gonna say no, but I think they're in the same exact tier. All right. Do you know where Kenny Galladay is on this list? Where is he? Is he out of it? He's not on this list. Good. Don't draft him because I'm going to draft him. I, I I think that's incredible. He, that's it. That's pretty. This is why. Why do we let players vote on other players? It's, he led the league in touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. What are you talking about? I don't get it. And at the same time, so like, and we'll come up to it. Same thing we've talked about. You know, the Darius Slade, Grady Jarrett, Kyler Murray, Cooper Cup. Is he on this list? 89. Gross. Next guy. I mean, Cooper Cup's good. But he's, I mean, he's very good. He's, again, oft injured. Did he get injured pretty early last year, did he not? Yeah, he's injured every other year, I think. Yeah. So, again, when you're still getting in the in the 90s and you barely even play and you're putting him over guys that are actually played the entire season, I'm jaded because Carson Wentz is not on this list, which is friggin' stupid. Um, but, no, so that's, again, where I have an issue with it. Jalen Smith, I want to hear your thoughts on him because I think he's great. I hate it. Uh, we haven't gotten to Jalen Smith yet. Hold on. I want to talk one more. Um, Darius Slay, 92 for okay, Philadelphia Eagles. I Honestly, you. I don't think he should be in the top 100. He had, like, a roughest season last year. But, again, you're also dealing with Detroit, mm-hmm. where Stafford's not even playing, so they're just constantly down. And at some point, you're just kind of chucking the ball around because why not? And even his stats still weren't terrible. But PFF, like the way you can grade it, can still make you look really bad, even depending on if you just didn't get thrown at that much, which you really didn't. It can really skew your stats. I saw him explain it. It was pretty good. but I still just don't think top 100. I got you. I, I mean, it. he was a couple of years ago, and I was actually super high on him last year. 
I remember I was saying, oh, this guy is one of the best in the league. And then he didn't play very well. Um, I just don't. I just wouldn't put him in the top 100 anymore. Uh, he could have a resurgence. Who knows? With Jim Schwartz, I think he's going to thrive. I'm excited about it. Yeah, let's talk about the next 10. Uh, 89, Cooper Cup. Jalen Smith at 88. Quarterback Josh Allen at 87. Marlon Humphrey, cornerback for the Ravens at 86. Your boy Zach Ertz at 85. Cameron Hayward's at 84, defensive tackle for the Pittsburgh Steelers. My boy Eric Kendricks, Minnesota Vikings, number 83. Uh, Ryan Ramchick at 82, and DK Metcalf at 81. What stands out to you? I know you want to talk about I want to talk about Josh Allen. Allen. Oh, and Josh Allen. I do want to talk about Josh Allen because, again, I'm pissed. Carson Wentz is not on this list. Yeah, that is insane. So I'm going to tell you why every quarterback that is on here that I don't think deserves to be why I have a problem with it. Josh Allen, great with his legs. Again, same amount of rushing touchdowns as Saquon Barkley. But, but did he even throw for 20 touchdowns? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And the dude has one of these, if not the strongest arm in the entire league, but he can't hit on a deep ball. I think if he gets a couple of pieces, he can be there. I think Stefan Diggs is going to be a very big piece in that. But, again, I think with the rushing and with the potential in his throwing, I don't think that makes him currently better than Carson Wentz. That's why I have an issue with Josh Allen. I think he, I think he deserves to be on the list. Not I don't, that. and I could see him not being on this list too. I would. If you're gonna, if you if you're gonna say Kyler Murray doesn't deserve it, I don't. I definitely don't think Josh Allen deserves it. That's fair. I just love watch Josh Allen run. I guess yeah. He's good. I don't know. It's interesting to watch, but at the same time, I understand 100 percent of these because it's 100 players. So as you start ticking them down, you're like, how is this person not here? How are they where they are? So that's why I think it's fun to to kind of go through it. But I'll let you take Marlon Humphrey. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, I, th- I think that's a perfect spot for him. I, I mean, agree. he is solid. Um, I wouldn't put him in the top five category, but I would definitely put him in the top 20 to 25, maybe top 10. I don't the know corners? exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, we're talking the entire league here. Uh, but you were on one of the best defenses in the league, um, and, and you were a lockdown corner. Yeah, and now they got Marcus Peters too. Yeah, and that's like that's really when things truly shirt up. He's not because that's the other thing because Marcus Peters is the number one. Yeah, so Humphreys is always taking the number two receiver. True, Humphreys still young though. He is Marcus Marcus Peters is as well, and I think in time that's going to switch. Peters is like what twenty seven now, something like that. Yeah, I mean he he does have an eye for the ball, but he also gets beat quite a bit because he loves to look for the ball. I like Humphrey at eighty six. Zach Ertz is at 85. I don't necessarily think that's bad. I think he should be a little bit higher, maybe in like the 60s. Um, but 85 is still not bad. I mean, I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's bad. And and the thing with it is, so like, in comparison to the Travis Kelseys and George Kittles, Zach Ertz isn't like just a physical specimen. He's not just like raw power. He's a very good route runner, and he's very mysterious the way that he runs routes, where he doesn't give it up very easy. And that's the way he's kind of described. He's just kind of a snake. You don't know where he's going to go, and that's what makes him elusive. It's not his speed, and it's not his power. It's He knows the game. So at the end of the day, I think he is, I guess, too late in this. I think he should be a lot. I would still put him maybe late 60s is where I would put Zachers. But, again, he definitely deserves to be on this list. But, yeah, we have had a lot of guys within this range, the Jason Kelseys, um, yeah, Darius Slay, all those guys are there. And again, same thing with Jason Kelsey. I think he's a monster, the best center in the league, first team All Pro. Yet he's still ninety four. Mm-hmm. First team All Pro. That also blows my mind. Well, you already know who I'm gonna bring up next. Yeah, 
I can't believe he's number 83. Eric Kendricks, he was the highest graded line, middle linebacker last year by Pro Football Focus. He was number one in coverage for all linebackers. Now, he's not going to be Ray Lewis dominant, where you're just going to bust up every run and crush that running. But you know what? He still has led our team in tackles for the past five years. Um, he's got great flow. He's a good. He's got good character. And, I mean, like I said earlier, you're number one cover linebacker, and you're a middle linebacker. It's not like you're an outside linebacker, so you're playing all the time. I couldn't believe that he came in at 83. I think he should easily be top 50. Probably not top 25, but, you know, in that 40 to 50 range at least. And I kind of feel like he was snubbed here. Yeah. Also, one thing to just note, he does love the book series The Goosebumps. That's Uh, awesome. We do have 100% confirmation from his voice through a Zoom meeting that someone else was in that he didn't hear what she was saying, but he's wearing a Goosebump shirt. And Jared's fiance asked, I like your Goosebump shirt. And he said, I like Goosebumps. So <laughs> for what that is, I think he deserves to at least be a couple spots higher because Goosebumps is awesome. Um, also, I do ultimately agree he's better than Jalen Smith. Yeah, oh, easily, dude. Yeah, easily. So I agree with that. He's got Again, a high motor. Ryan Ramchek, I think he's talented, but I think – both of the offensive linemen for the Eagles, again, the top-rated offensive line last year, should both be ahead of him. But I get it. It's a popularity contest, and he plays with the New Orleans Saints, who just suck as an organization. That's, that's, I hate you, New Orleans. I just hate them. We I hate you. We you hate you, Sean Payton. You probably more but than But you know me. what? We kicked your butt, so it don't matter. But DK Metcalf, because I already kind of alluded DK. to this. How much do you want him on your fantasy team? Not that much, but I... Really? I, I, I so... I think 81 is fair. I think I think after this year he'll probably definitely be a lot higher. But but I still like Tyler Lockett more. Mm. I love Tyler Lockett. You know that. I think Metcalf's the future, but right now I still think Tyler Lockett. Is I better. think I think Tyler Lockett is going to be Was Lockett even on this list? I don't know. Either. I don't think he was. But guess what? We have 3 weeks to talk about. about 3 it. weeks. But no. I think DK Metcalf is going to be the number one. I think he's going to be the X. If Josh Gordon comes back, potentially that Y, then Lockett, excellent Z. And they can definitely switch the X and Z. So when you have those two, I don't think they necessarily have to be a, you know, one and a two. They could be a 1A, 1B, because they both do it all, and they're both fast as hell. Mm-hmm. So, well, Metcalf is just – he's huge. Huge and can jump so high. But it's just Tyler Lockett, he can, he can get loose – and he's already got that chemistry with Russell Wilson, yeah. which there, there might not be a better wide receiver quarterback duel in the league right now. That's tough. I, I mean, I, you could say Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, but you know what? Russell Wilson is better than Drew Brees right now. True. And Tyler Lockett gave Russell Wilson 126 QBR when they targeted. That's touchdown last year where it looked like Russell was going to throw it out of bounds. Oh, yeah. Somehow Lockett reached in, toe-tapped, and everyone was – I think they even announced it. He threw it out of bounds. And then out of nowhere, soup, touchdown. You're like, oh. I don't even think <laughs> I, – I honestly thought that Russ was throwing it out of bounds, and I think Tyler Lockett was just like, I can get it. It certainly looked that way. And I think DK is, yeah, just the jump ball guy, but he's also got the speed. He's He does look like he can run routes, and I did not like him coming out of the draft. I said he's too big. His whatever blocks didn't look good. He's going to be slow. No, he looks absolutely fantastic, and I think he's going to be much, much higher next year. My guess is next year he's between – 50 and 60. I take that. I think I think he potentially, I think he'll be below 50. You think he'll crack top 50? Maybe. 
I think he was. It is a popularity contest. It's also true. He's fun to watch. And he's huge. He's so huge. So everyone's just like, have you seen that guy? So I think the more people are like, have you seen that guy? They're like, you just got to put him up here. He's that big and he's that good. I like DK Metcalf. I do. I do too. Uh, let's talk about, we have five players left on this list. Coming in at number 80 is Miles Garrett, Cleveland Browns defensive end, followed closely by Calais Campbell, Baltimore Ravens defensive end. Uh, 78 is Tyron Smith. 77 is Keenan Allen, and 76, rounding off this list, is Marshawn Lattimore, cornerback for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, first thing, Miles Garrett should be way higher than 80. I Agreed. mean, the the act that he did last year was unacceptable, no doubt. There's, there's nothing to say about that. Um, but he's clearly way better than number 80. I yeah. mean, how are you going to put him behind Calais Campbell? Clay Campbell is very good too, but you know what? Clay Campbell is like thirty-seven. Yeah, he played well last year, but he wasn't an elite player where you're like, I need him on my team. You can literally Whereas say Miles like Garrett this. is like, yeah, you can literally oh my say, gosh. he's no Miles Garrett. Exactly, like, he's no Miles Garrett. When you look at it, like if you say that out loud, you're like, why? Weird. But I guess if you look at like a straight list and just start writing down numbers of like where people should be, that's why I think all this gets jumbled because it's not like you have like a consensus of it. It's just like. Fill in the blank. It's just a big jumble. Mm-hmm. But I agree. Miles Miles Garrett should be much, much higher. Clay's Campbell, that's not a knock against you, but you are like 55 years old. But <laughs> we'll see what happens. More power to you. Uh, Tyron Smith, again, probably the best left tackle in the league. When he stays healthy, Jason Peters, I would say the opposite. Maybe a couple years ago, I'd flip him. Jason Peters now 38 years old and playing guard. So Tyron Smith... Trent Williams is playing this year. No, Tyron Smith, best left tackle in the league. I'll yeah, give him that. He's so he so should, good. should be higher. I mean, you're you're playing on the line that has had Zeke has led the league how many years now? Did he lead last year? No, Hunter Henry won. But yeah. before that, he led like two, I, I two, two or three years. years. In a row. Yeah, yeah. And not to knock Zeke, extremely talented running back. But there's also no secret that that offensive line has helped quite a bit. Zach Martin, Lyle Collins. Yeah. Unbelievable. At yeah. one point, they had the best O-line. Travis Frederick. Oh, gosh. Oh, I yeah. him. It was like all like at least four out of the five of them were pro bowlers. Pro bowlers. Yeah. I think three were all pro. Uh-huh. So, no. But he's he's still there again. He's he's always hurt. If you ever watch him, he has like a huge mechanical left arm. And on playing left tackle, that's, you know, kind of your, your folding piece. Got your right arm stuff in there. We'll see how much longer he can keep doing it, but for as, as long as he can, Dallas is going to keep him there, and he should be higher, but we'll see where he is in the next few years. What are your thoughts on Keenan Allen? I would take him off this list. Really? It's so... How? Because he can never... Wait, okay, did he even finish a full... When was the last time he played a full season? Last season. He actually made it through everything? Pretty sure. What were his numbers looking like? I have to look. Exactly. Let me get him up right now. I just, I just so, feel like... But the first one was like a last. Well, here's the deal. I, here's the deal. We, uh, all right, he's no Allen Robinson. Like that's just like a weird deal. I would say he's better than Allen Robinson. I would not. I would. Keenan Allen, just from like Keenan a, Allen is like a, he's like a Wes Welker, an elite no. slot player. No, he can take those slants and screen. He's gonna get open. Dude, but he's, dude, he's not like. I'd put, he's not a Julio Jones. I'd put him as a top five route runner, easy. He's no Antonio Brown. Who's that? Exactly. I don't know. I just 
I just I just don't think so. Still last, at seventy seven, I would take him out. Last year on a struggling Chargers team, still had twelve hundred yards, average eleven and a half yards per catch, six touchdowns, hundred and four receptions. So even on like a struggling Chargers team, still had a good season. Last year, ninety seven recept or two years ago, ninety seven, twelve hundred yards, average twelve and a half per catch, six touchdowns. Well, I'll be I'll be fair here. I am biased because I've never been a Keenan Allen fan. I always have been. I know you have been. Yeah. I've never been his fan. I get it. But no. I, I still want to put him on the Just top watch this year with Tyrod. I just think that, yeah, that's going <laughs> Yeah, he probably won't be on the list next year. Uh, but maybe Justin Herbert will be something. But one thing that I do respect is his um, determination and uh, willpower to actually say that he's the best. Yeah. Because he was serious about that. He just said it. Like He's like, I'm better ago. than Mike Evans. Yeah. Or whatever. And it's like, no, you're not. But that's, also, one thing that's going to be really fun is to see the Devontae Parker, Stefan Gilmore. Have you seen them trash talking each other? Um, No, I don't you, think so. I'm going to show you this after the podcast. But Stephon, Devontae was. No, Stefan Gilmore. He was also in a thing. Oh, was it? Yeah. Because okay. he posted an Instagram of him like mossing Devontae Parker, basically. And it was like, if you want to work it, you got to grind. And Devontae Parker took one like of him, the opposite of just completely wrecking Stefan Gilmore. He's like. I can grab photos too, bro. And it's just like a little, and I'm super high in Devontae Parker. And if that's extra little chip, I'm going to show you it. It's pretty funny. And I'm excited about it. Hmm. Side note. Would you put Devontae Parker ahead of Keenan Allen? No. Why not? Again, you're still looking at durability issues. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to, I guess Devontae Parker is a better, he's a better receiver. But I think Keenan Allen is a smarter receiver. And I think that's more the longevity is there. And I think that's where you're going to get extra yards. Same thing with run after the catch. I think that's also pro Keenan Allen. Yes, so route no doubt, no doubt. And I yards agree with after the catch. So that's why, and again, I'm really high on Keenan Allen. Always have been. And I just really want him to have that one, like, number one wide receiver season. It's, but who, it's just never going to happen. But you're not better than Julio. You're not better than Julio. You're not better than, you're not better than Nuke. You're not better than Mike Evans. At this point, I will take Godwin over you. I would take Diggs over you. Um, I, I would, I, I would even take Thielen. I wouldn't. No, I would take Thielen over Keenan Allen. No. Absolutely. I don't think Diggs I would is better take, than him. I think Diggs is. No. I would probably not take Amari Cooper over him. Um, oh, for sure, Michael Thomas. Who else are the big wide receivers in the league? Tyreek Hill. I would probably I take Keenan Allen over Tyreek Hill. Really? I'm not a big Tyreek guy either. See, I just like Boomer Bust, dude. He's like, he's I'm gonna put ultimate... up 200. I'm gonna put up 200 yards. I'm gonna put up 20. But he's he's always like he's he's not like he, he exceeds the rule of a Boomer Bust guy. See, when well, you're two Kill out of three is rather Tyre... than 50 50 or like one out of three, like you're no longer a Boomer Bust. He's well, like Tyreek Hill is even better at the run after catch than Keenan Allen is. Yeah. But to your point, uh, with what you were saying about I think Parker, how he's a better receiver. Yeah. I think Keenan Allen's a better receiver. True. Like by a lot. Oh, I think yeah. he's a better receiver. Oh, yeah. Again, I'm really high on Keenan Allen, and I love the fact that he talks all this. Um, but I think if there is – Could you imagine if he, was, if he ever listened to this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is this guy? If you're like, who are these kids Probably. talking about me? I don't know anything about you, but Keenan Allen, if you do ever listen to this, you're a great guy. I truly believe in you. We can do it. I'd take Devonta Adams over Keenan Allen. I would, too. I would take uh, Kenny Galladay over Keenan Allen. I would not. Yes, you would. I would not. Why would you not? I don't. I don't know. I guess <laughs> yeah, I don't you know. also watch Kenny Galladay a lot more than I do. 
I've also had Keenan Allen on my fantasy team. I don't think I've watched team. him that much more than you have. Probably not. But it also probably comes down to a little bit. I've had Keenan Allen on my fantasy team many years mm-hmm. on many teams. And you just get like that little uncontrollable bias, like deep down in the little pit of your heart that you forget about until he's in front of you and you're like, that guy, I believe in you. <laughs> That's just like a fantasy spirit. It just like the way it is. Um, but if there is a guy that can stop him, and I think this guy's also too low on this list, Marshawn Lattimore. I 100% agree. Marshawn Lattimore should be in the top 50. Easy. He I like, think he's I think he's one of the best in the league. He had like a really bad three game stretch, like yep. right at the beginning, and then after that, shut down Mike Evans twice. Mm-hmm. Shut him down. What I would love to see is Michael Thomas against Marshawn Lattimore. Can you imagine that that in practice? That would be fun. Like when that's who you're playing against constantly, you're like, you guys just like you go run whatever route you want. You cover this time, play press, play off. Like how are you like? That's got to force you to get so good when you're like those two matches. Yeah, dude. When, well, when you got when you're going against great talent in practice, I mean, especially in Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, okay, so Michael Thomas is pretty much clear cut number one in the league right now. You could argue a couple other players, but it's hard to not argue him. So think about this. You know, every every time he's every week he's practicing against Michael Thomas five times a week, and then all of a sudden you're playing. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey. You got. You got. You got. I mean, the competition. Oh yeah. It, it's just unreal. It, it's kind of the same idea with uh, when when the Vikings had Diggs and Thielen going against Wayne's and Rhodes. You know, it's like the competition there just makes you better. Yeah. Because you're practicing against better players, so when you go to play someone that's not as good. And that's that's honestly to your point. That's why the Eagles' corners suck, because we don't have any wide receivers. At least not that are healthy during the week so when you're only practicing against practice squad guys you're not getting the true practice i i think we were actually watching this game or i think this was this was thanksgiving eric rowe his rookie season they threw him one-on-one coverage on megatron and he i still remember he like looked at the camera and just literally shrugged literally what do you want me to do here (laughs) so yeah you have to put guys in that scenario you have to have them ready for the top talents so yeah when you have guys like that together especially ones that are the Marshawn Lattimore's and Michael Thomas combined, that's what makes true competition, and that what makes you better. Mm-hmm. And I think the Saints are really going to be something to watch out for this year. Maya's really angry about it. Oh, she agrees. None of us root for the Saints. <laughs> well, that being said, uh, we're getting a little long here. I think we're at the 50-minute mark. Uh, so that does cover the top or the 76 through 100 of the top 100. Uh, we'll do the next 25 uh, next week when Jared is back, and we'll also eliminate another AFC team. Uh, so – the finale it's the finale are we down to only three teams i believe so all right well we'll just pick one next week uh stick around uh well don't stick around don't come stick around. come back next week <laughs> we'll see you next week um that's pretty much it right you yeah. anything else no teasers no for no nick teasers. stager and aj and maya because she has an attitude we're out have a good one on fourth and three